0: Welcome to the Money Insights Podcast, where high-income earners come to learn wealth-building strategies that will take them from high income to high net worth. With your hosts, financial and wealth-building experts, Christian Allen and Rod Zabriskie.
1: Welcome into today's episode of the Money Insights Podcast, where we talk all things money and business. My name's Christian Allen. I'm here with my co-host, Rod the Pod Zabriskie. Rod, what's up, my friend?
2: Hey, I am doing great.
1: I'm excited today because we have a LinkedIn expert on the show. And can I just tell you, at a personal level, I've actually been just like looking forward to it. Uh, yeah. Because I've been thinking for like, well, anyone that's listened to the show knows that I've been kind of talking about this idea of trying to build more of a personal brand, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Haven't Hasn't been something we've really focused on. Uh, but in our some of our new marketing initiatives, that's part of it. Well, yep. well, uh, Anthony has like like 40,000 followers on LinkedIn. Like he's built a really impressive following, and and in a relatively short time. So it seems like he really knows what he's doing. Anyway, so There's I was there. excited to have him on and learn a little bit about it. And I thought he gave a lot of uh, good. Free valuable advice that you can like take and take action on. Um, anyway, tell us a little bit about uh, Anthony's background.
2: Yeah, so uh, now he is the uh, owner of Anthony Jones Consulting, uh, but that was about a year ago. He said he talks about how uh, how he did that. Previous to that, he was with Ducks Unlimited for about twenty years and kind of headed up their digital marketing uh, group. That's kind of how he honed his skills and and really started, even while he was there, started on the personal side to build his personal brand. And he'll really hit on that a lot during our conversation. Um, But he uh, graduated from the University of Mississippi with a degree in business administration. Um, He's an avid outdoorsman, hunter, et cetera. And I was excited about our conversation today.
1: All right. Let's get into the interview with Anthony Jones of Anthony Jones Consulting. Hey, we are very excited to have with us Anthony Jones of Anthony Jones Consulting. Anthony is a LinkedIn expert, and we're excited to have him on to see if we can learn a few tricks and tips. Anthony, thanks for coming on, man. How are you?
3: Hey, Christian. Hey, thanks a lot for having me on. Doing great. Doing great.
1: Yeah, it is our pleasure. I I mentioned earlier, I've done some prep, and so um, I'm excited to dig into some of these questions a little bit deeper, but maybe to get things kicked off. We like to do a couple of get-to-know-you questions. Now, we're trying to mix it up right now and not just ask, like, hey, tell us about your 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 past. So think of this as a time to brag and tell us a little bit about the accomplishments you've had. So here's the deal. What are three things that you've accomplished that you're just, like, genuinely proud of in your life?
3: Oh, uh, well, number one, family. That, that That's uh, obvious, and I'm sure that's probably one of the... Most common answers, but that's, that's certainly uh, the, the best athlete, answer, best. right? Uh, uh, great family, wife, two, two kids, 15 and 10 that drive me crazy. But, uh, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely, uh, top accomplishment there. Awesome. Um, also really, a co- really proud of the, uh, the 20 years that I had the opportunity to work at Ducks Unlimited, uh, the team that I built there, we raised over $40 million for our conservation mission through our digital channels. So that was obviously a huge,
1: that's amazing
3: uh, huge accomplish- accomplishment, And uh, I guess uh, number three is really kind of what I've been doing over the last year, stepping out, uh, starting my own business, uh, the absolute most terrifying, but also the most uh, rewarding thing that I've done professionally. And uh, certainly still a a work in progress, but really proud of what's what's taken place over the last year.
1: Okay, so just a quick follow up. How long has it been? So you worked at Ducks Unlimited for 20 years. And how long has it been since you went out on your own? Almost one year. Almost one year. Well, you've done a lot in that time frame. So, how's it been? Uh, it has
3: been an absolute roller coaster,
1: <laughs> like
3: like I, like I was told it would be, like like I kind of expected, but but probably uh, e- even more so. Um, I started sort of doing a side business about two years ago, kind of helping people on LinkedIn. Really, when COVID hit, uh, people started turning to LinkedIn because they were losing jobs or they just had spare time. All of a sudden, LinkedIn became important again. And I started helping people that turned into a side business. And then that had gained enough momentum that in November of last year, I decided to, to take the leap and go all in. And, uh, and that's that's what I'm doing now.
1: Awesome.
2: Nice. Okay. So now that we've focused on the Rosie, uh, well, <laughs> tell us about a time that you failed and maybe more importantly, the lessons that you learned.
1: Which one? <laughs> <laughs> just pick one. Just pick one. You don't you don't have to tell us all of them. Just yeah, one. Yeah, just one's yeah. fine.
3: Wow, man, you guys could have given me a heads up on this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: We we can come back to that one. How about that? Yeah, perfect. Okay. We'll come back to that. So talk to, okay, so we kind of know, right? We, we know a little bit of your track record, your past, but how did you get into LinkedIn? How did that become like a passion um, and a tool that you felt like you could really do some things with?
3: So really, you know, I, I've had a LinkedIn account since April of 2007. But for like the first 10 years that I had that account, the only time I ever used LinkedIn is if I was hiring someone for my team. You know, Mm -hmm. I always thought of it as the the job posting board. Right. And and in 2000, really about 17 or so, LinkedIn really came onto our radar. Uh, Part of my responsibilities at at Ducks Unlimited was to oversee all social media. And LinkedIn was that one platform that I just didn't have any personal experience with, uh, unlike Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, where I had been active. So I figured I would become more active on LinkedIn just to learn the platform to kind of get my, my, my feet wet. And that kind of turned into a, a hobby. Uh, mm-hmm. I started posting content. I started building my network and I started just enjoying the platform uh, overall, making real connections. Um, and and, you know, over time, I didn't realize it really at the time. But through the content that I posted, I realized that I was building a personal brand. And there's I came to learn there's a big difference between having a LinkedIn profile and an actual personal brand, because if you have a profile, but you never engage with the network, if you never post your own content, that's that's all you have is just a page. Hmm. But if you're posting your own original content, if you're adding value to the platform and and building real relationships, that's when you're building a personal brand, it's that personal brand uh, that is so powerful. And especially in the b2b world when, when it comes to sales on LinkedIn building those connections building that no like trust factor it, it all comes through your personal brand and, and that's part of the the content strategy that that, that, that I've taken
1: mm. yeah that's that's really interesting so um, one of the thoughts I've had coming into this and I'm actually you know really excited on a personal level because I've been thinking of Hey, how can I build my own personal brand? Like we've built our business, we've built our podcast up, but like we haven't—I haven't spent a lot of time on the personal side. Um, but but then there's just so many places that you could go to market. So talk maybe a little bit about why LinkedIn specifically, and, and if it's and if it's still like it's been around for a while, but but is it still a great opportunity? And why, why do you think so?
3: Yeah, LinkedIn is a goldmine of opportunity right now. And I like to refer to these as sort of the good old days of LinkedIn. And the reason is the platform continues to grow. It continues to evolve. It's moved beyond that job board that it was 10 years ago to a true social network. And, and, and you know, the, the mistake that most people make is, one, they don't post content. Like less than 1% of people post content on LinkedIn. Um, and two, they don't post content that shows who they are as a person. Uh, that shows their personality. because in the end, people connect with people. Uh, they don't connect with the corporate brands on the same human level that they do with, with other people. And the, the other reason that LinkedIn is such a gold mine right now is because the organic reach can be tremendous. Uh, unlike Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, where those platforms have become so oversaturated with content that unless you're paying for ads, your content's not being seen at any real level of scale. Uh, but you can still get that organic reach on, on LinkedIn and TikTok. Those are really the two channels today where that organic reach exists. Uh, so that's why I like to refer to to these as the good old days of LinkedIn. Now is the time to build your personal brand and take advantage of that organic reach because it won't be there forever. Yeah. Awesome. Interesting.
2: So what if, uh, what for someone who is, uh, late to the LinkedIn party, where is a good place to start?
3: Yeah, well, it it all starts with optimizing your profile, uh, right? And uh, most people have a profile. Most profiles are just collecting dust uh, on the Internet, from my experience. Uh, I know that was the case for me. I I created Mm -hmm. a profile in in 07. I don't think I touched it until probably 2016 or 2017. And I didn't know what to put. You know, I, I put my job title when I started, maybe a couple of accomplishments and that sort of thing. But you really need to, you know, optimize your profile based on what your particular goals are. So if you are a business owner, for example, you need to tailor your profile to your ideal customer. You want them to see themselves when they hit your profile, because when someone hits your profile, they have one thing in mind, and that is what's in it for them. Mm -hmm. So if you're a business owner, if you provide a service or, or product, like show exactly what that value proposition is. Uh, the identify the type of customers that you help and the solutions that you provide really tailor it to those customers. Whereas if you're using LinkedIn to, you know, find a job or advance your career, obviously you want to position that more about you. It's more, you know, you centric uh, really focusing on the accomplishments that you had, the, the, the work that you've done and, and adding in, you know, taking advantage of so many of the new features that LinkedIn has rolled out over the last couple of years. Most people are completely unaware uh, of just how powerful that profile page can be uh, and, and taking advantage of those new, uh, those new uh, applications are, are, can be really powerful.
0: Can
2: you give us one example of, of what one of the new uh, things are that we should be looking for?
3: Yeah, one of my favorites is the profile video. So everyone has a profile photo, mm-hmm. uh, but if you turn on creator mode, which is a fairly new feature on LinkedIn, You can actually record up to a 30 second video so that when someone goes to your profile page and now even within the newsfeed, they'll see a little animated ring around your your profile photo and they click it and it pops up with a 30 second video of you just introducing yourself, telling people who you are, what you do, how you can help them. And then I always recommend people when they film that that, uh, profile video, end it with a call to action. And that call to action could be something as simple as you know follow me on LinkedIn or you know book a call, send me a text, whatever. But give them a call to action so they kind of know what to do next. And and it's a great way to kind of make your profile come to life. Uh, it adds personality, obviously through, through that video. And again, it makes you stand out because most people are just not comfortable doing videos. Uh, they haven't taken that step. So
1: it's a great way to kind
3: of stand out from your competition on on LinkedIn. Yeah, very interesting.
1: So, yeah, I actually did notice that when I was prepping. I noticed your video and watched it. I thought it was cool. I had no idea how how or what you were doing to create it, but I just thought it was really cool. So that's super interesting. Um, okay, so are there any other tip? Okay, actually, let's talk about the header for a second. You, you talked about, uh, can you give us maybe a couple of examples, like maybe an example of what your header looks like so that as people are thinking through, okay, I'm trying to reach my ideal client, you know, what are the types of types of phrases that I could use to stand out?
3: Right. And and when you say header, I'm assuming you're talking about like the background image or the Sorry. background image.
1: Sorry. Let's. Yeah. I don't know the terminology. well mm-hmm. uh, Just your like initial phrase. I think yours says like, I help business owners take massive action or something like that. So yeah. just talk a little bit about that part of it.
3: Yep. So what you're referring to there specifically is the headline. And that's what appears directly below your your name. And in the past, people have treated this as a title. You know, they they put their name and they put the company they work for and their title. And that was it. But especially if you are a business owner, like I really encourage people, all of my clients I work with. I like to have them phrase their their headline as as their value proposition to their customer. Uh, And like you said, in mine, and, and I've rewritten mine probably 100 times this year. Uh, but basically, you know, I help X accomplish Y by doing Z or something yes. like that. So your customer sees themselves in that headline. They see the service or the value that you have to offer. Uh, and then if you can end that again with a call to action, uh, something as simple as dropping your, you know, your website URL at the end, like yes. I have in mind, uh, that's certainly one option, but what's so powerful about that headline is it it's like your business card on LinkedIn because it follows you everywhere. So, for example, if you uh, look at like on the right hand side of LinkedIn, you'll see people's names, like people you may know or recommended, and it's got their name and it's got their headline right below that. Same thing in the news feed. When you see a person's post, you see their name and then you see that headline. So it follows you everywhere you go on LinkedIn. And it's really important because it allows people to know exactly who you are, what service you provide, wherever you're showing up on, on the platform.
1: Hmm, okay. And, and are there any other like general tips related to your LinkedIn profile that people should know? Just again, I, there's probably a bunch of them, but anything that comes to, comes to mind.
3: Yeah. So, you know, one, make sure you've got a banner image. Uh, a lot of people just have that blank, you know, uh, gray yeah. banner, or, or sometimes they'll just have a scenic shot maybe of their hometown. But I'll people to use that real estate because that's kind of like your, your billboard above your business, mm. or your billboard to your personal brand, and you want to use that to again brand yourself, uh, telling people, you know, in, in a in a tagline or a short line, uh, short sentence, you know, who you are and what you do, also including a call to action uh, on that banner. Uh, so if you look at mine right now, my call to action is to book a call at reachanthony.com, and it's just something that simple. Uh, But you you can go to Canva.com and and search for LinkedIn banner. And there are dozens and dozens of really well done templates that you can take, modify and and upload to your profile. So make sure Mm. you're taking advantage of that real estate. Um, Another feature uh, that a lot of people miss on LinkedIn is actually called the featured section. Uh, And it shows up about halfway down the page on your profile and it allows you to pin Uh, Or highlight certain posts that you've made so you know posts that have done really well If you have an offer or something that's really time-sensitive, you can pin that right there to your profile But you can also uh, add links to your website. You can add links to multimedia add photos right there There's a lot of of, of great content that you can highlight front and center by using that featured section Uh, And again, so many people just uh, that they don't know that even exists It's Mm -hmm. also a great place if you have a lead magnet, for example, to highlight that lead magnet where someone can can get that freebie, get onto your email list. Uh, I, I've had a lot of success with that with, with my business over the last year. So, yeah, definitely take advantage of the featured section. And I could go on and on. Those, cool. those, yeah,
2: are, th- those no, are yeah, great. Those are great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so it's really that's helpful good. on the profile. And a little earlier you had talked about the the content, right, that that becomes our your way to, to kind of create a personal brand. So, Maybe you could dive in a little deeper on that one and, and give us some some thoughts and kind of what, what what works? what's what's the right way for people to approach that?
3: Yeah. and you know like I said earlier, most people don't post content yeah. because they don't know what to post. Mm-hmm. Like that's the biggest concern or, or question that I get I don't know what to post. And most people overthink it. They feel like the only thing they can post that uh, everything should be completely professional and 100% career related. When in reality, the content, you know, I've made over a thousand posts in the last few years and the content that I post that shows something about my personality, my family, uh, a hobby or something on the weekend, like that content outperforms everything else like 10 to one. Hmm. And if, so I, interesting. When, I, when I talk to my clients and, and they, they start doing that with their profile and their content, they see the same, uh, the, the same results. And again, it goes back to people connecting with people. So the first thing is I always... Uh, suggest define your content pillars. And a content pillar is just basically a category of content, something that you can talk about with ease. And uh, those pillars will look different for everyone. Uh, I always say the first pillar should be about you, like we just talked about. Then your other pillars could be about your, uh, you know, if you own a business, like the services that you provide, uh, the 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 biggest thing that you need to keep in mind as you build these pillars and you build out your content is lead with value because most people will go on LinkedIn and they'll use it to pitch. Uh, They'll just talk about their services and every post. And that's not what people engage with. You want to build your brand on the value that you provide to others. And over time, if you're being consistent, if you are showing up and supporting others uh, in their content and posting your own content, you're gonna be seen as a as a thought leader uh, in that particular space and when someone needs your particular service you're gonna to be top of mind because you've been showing up in the news feed you know consistently uh, sometimes for months or even years before people will really you know that 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 name will stick um, but build out a couple of content pillars and set a goal to post two or three times a week starting out and there's nothing magical about that number it's just two or three posts feels a lot less overwhelming than feeling like you have to post every day. Yeah. Because yeah. When, we, when we feel overwhelmed, we, 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 do nothing.
2: Yeah. Well, I think that's really good. So content pillars. And would you say uh, that you've seen more success with being maybe more focused on fewer pillars or would you say, and maybe it's a matter of how often you post, maybe there there's more to it, but, but kind of spreading your out a little, yourself out a little bit and, and having, you know, multiple different topics that you're covering.
3: Yeah. And there's pros and cons to both. So there are some folks on LinkedIn who are very, very niche, very specific. They have one pillar and and they talk about that one topic and and that's it. And, you know, the benefits of that are it helps you to be seen as the expert in that particular niche because Mm -hmm. that's all you're talking about. Uh, and, And that there can be some obviously, you know, great benefits to that. The downside to it is, it's really hard to come up with a lot of content for just one topic, especially yeah. if you're putting out three posts a week. Uh, that's why I like to have at least two to three pillars. Again, with a pillar about you where you're interjecting your personality, showing people who you are mixed in with the value and the, and the other you know professional content that you're putting out there. Um, you don't want to have so many pillars and so many topics that you're all over the place and people have no idea what you really are about. Right. So you need to kind of, have some balance there. Uh, but, but, uh, those are kind of the pros and cons of having one pillar
1: versus multiple. Okay. So I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you recommend, uh, people focus on business or personal because you can, obviously you can do both on LinkedIn, but you know, what do you recommend and why? So like
3: 70, 30, 70% of your content should be professional, uh, talking about your services, adding value, that sort of thing, about 30% should be more personal in nature. And, you know, there's this age old debate or argument, if you will, you know, LinkedIn isn't Facebook. And that's true. But that doesn't mean that you can't show your personality and, and show who you are as a as a human being. Because as I mentioned, uh, and, and if you start doing this, you'll see it. That's the content that people resonate with. That's the content that makes you the most memorable uh, so try to have at least 30% of your overall content just focused on who you are, uh, your passions, your hobbies, uh, and, and that sort of thing.
1: Mm, yeah, that's a really good breakdown. And um, out of curiosity, what type of, like, I think uh, Money Insights, as an example, has a business page and I have a personal one. What's the benefit to, like, using one or the other of, like, types of accounts, too?
3: Yeah. So the company page is important, right? It, it, it's, it, it shows credibility. It shows that, you know, you've, you've got a page and, and there's a business and here's how you get to our website. But most people, and in fact, right now, engagement on posts that are made from company pages is at an all time low. Mm-hmm. Whereas posts that are made by individuals is at an all time high. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll tell you a quick story. I was uh, putting together a consulting proposal for a, a prospect a few months ago. And on the discovery call, they told me that they had a company page with about 15,000 followers, which is, you know, really really strong. Mm -hmm. But as I was putting the proposal together, I looked at the 30 employees in their company and I added up the total number of connections in their individual networks and their total connections among all of those employees was 123,000 connections. Hmm. They thought thought the size of their audience on LinkedIn was 15,000, the size of their company page. But in reality, it was 123,000. And mm-hmm. like, that is, that is your company's mm. secret weapon. In most cases, it's, it's your, your employees, the, the oh, voice of your employees. And, and, and those are the best brand ambassadors that you will ever have. So if you can train your employees, uh, uh, you know, you know, uh, incentivize them to be active on LinkedIn, giving them some, some policies and guardrails that, that give them some structure, Uh, But not being so, uh, you know, so uh, strict that it, you know, restricts creativity, if you will.
2: Is there any benefit? So if we if we are posting from our company page, is there any benefit to resharing that through your individual account?
3: So that's what most people do. But my recommendation is not to do that because simply because when you share a post on LinkedIn, the organic reach is terrible. The better option is, let's say your company has a job posting, and instead mm-hmm. of resharing that, the better option is to create your own original post. Talk about the job posting, you know, maybe give your perspective on it if you know anything about it. And then say, you know, uh, there's a link to the job post in the comments and, and and be the first one to drop that in the comments. And the organic reach will be much greater uh, as a result. I see. Yeah, that's fascinating.
2: Cool. OK, so uh, next we want to recognize it's not a contest between the different social media platforms, but what are some of the advantages LinkedIn provides that you can't get on some of the other platforms?
3: Well, in, in the business world, I mean, that's where decision makers are, are hanging out and, and making their, you know, a lot of business decisions. Mm-hmm. It's it's not on Twitter. It's, it's not on, on Facebook. Uh, you know, people who are on LinkedIn are in a business mindset and, and like, that's, that's just where you can, Get in front of so many people who are, uh, you know, who are decision makers. Uh, using tools and search tools and and tools like Sales Navigator, for example, within LinkedIn really can allow allow you to uh, laser target the types of people that you want to connect with and have your content show up in front of, and and target people that you want to support their content their content. Uh, so you start showing up on their radar as someone who is supporting their content as opposed to someone who is jumping in their inbox with a, with a canned sales pitch that, you know, everybody uh, completely hates. Uh, So just so many different advantages, but that's, that's one of the biggest of LinkedIn.
1: Anthony, can you talk a little bit about sales on LinkedIn, the sales process? So there's a lot of different strategies that you see people use in terms of, you know, how to actually, move from a connection to like an opportunity to a sale. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it I see is just like blasting emails at, or blasting messages at you. But maybe talk a little bit st- about strategically what is working and what's not working and kind of why that is.
3: Yeah. Well, what is not working is what you just described. <laughs> what, what we call the, the pitch slap, right? So someone connects and they immediately hit you with that, can sales message or, or it's an automated bot. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, uh, uh, people on LinkedIn are just numb to those uh, messages. They, they do not work. I don't think they ever, I can't believe they ever actually <laughs> did work, but they certainly don't work in, in 2022. The absolute best way to generate sales on LinkedIn is to show up and support the content of your prospects Uh, build relationships with them, have meaningful conversations so that when you are ready to bring up a conversation about sales, if you've been showing up and you're supporting their content and reaching out with, you know, adding value to them, they're going to be much more open to that conversation as opposed to someone who just jumps in, connects and throws a sales pitch their way. And I'll give you one of the best tips. and, And you don't even need Sales Navigator to do this. If you have a prospect that you want to get in front of, go to their profile and either connect or follow with it, connect or follow them. And then you will see a a little bell that shows up below their banner image. If you click that bell, every time they make a post, you're going to get notified. Hmm. Go out and be one of the first people to react to that post and leave a meaningful comment. And by meaningful comment, I mean something better than, you know, I agree or great post. You know, add a sentence or two that kind of shares your thoughts because... As content creators, we remember the names and the faces of people who support our content. And if you're showing up just supporting their content on a regular basis, it really opens up that door to a a conversation about sales when the time is right.
1: Mm, I like that. I'm kind of getting excited about what we can do with this, Rod. Um, Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about mistakes that people are making. What are some of like the key things that you just shouldn't do? And maybe we've talked, we've talked about a few of those things, obviously, but, but are there any big mistakes you see people making that you're like, just avoid this at all costs? Yeah. So we covered the pitch
3: slap. We covered the fact the that, slap. That, that people aren't uh, posting content. Mm-hmm. Uh, another mistake is they everything on LinkedIn to the point where they just, they just scroll. Um, you know, so many people are worried about, you know, what will my boss think of this? Should I like this? You know, is, is this going to uh, they overthink it? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm overthinking my answer here, but but they overthink it to the point of paralysis. Um, yeah. So obviously, you know, you've got to it takes time to get comf- uh, to get comfortable uh, on the platform. and the, And the best way to do that and get started, even if you don't know what to post yourself, is to go out and every day leave five to ten comments on other people's posts. Because it's just a great way to start showing up again as someone who's supporting the larger conversation on LinkedIn, and as you do that, you're going to see the number of views to your profile uh, start to increase. Uh, you're also going to start getting inbound connection requests because people are seeing you as someone who uh, knows what they're talking about in that particular space, and they're going to want to connect as a result. So it's a great way to to to, to build your reputation, but also grow your
1: network on on LinkedIn. Hmm. it's like it's a double win. I mean, I'm thinking about when we create content and it always makes me feel good when people participate in that. So like you're genuinely like helping people feel better about what they're doing while at the same time, you're not going after a sell in that moment. You're supporting it and building a relationship. I think that's brilliant. Um, Okay. Anthony, tell us about your eight (laughs) secrets to supercharge your LinkedIn profile to get more leads and close more deals.
3: Yes. So that is my free course uh, that I offer uh, to to everyone. I'm, I'm sure we can drop okay, a link cool. to it in the show notes. Uh, but basically, it is everything you need to know to really optimize your profile to, to target your ideal clients. And we touched on some of those topics, you know, in this, some of the tips that I talked about. But I go into more depth uh, in that mini course. Uh, it's, it's about 15 to 20 minutes of t- total uh, video content. And it's really everything you need to know to get started or to really update your pro- profile and take advantage of all the new features that LinkedIn's rolled out in, in the last year.
1: Um, <clears throat> Anthony, what does it look like for people who potentially want to work with you? You, you, give, you give out a lot of free content and you know I've, I've listened to a lot of it, like so many valuable tips and ideas and things to think about. But let's say people want to get in at another level. What does it look like to work with you?
3: Yeah. So there's several different options. Uh, I have a one on one coaching program uh, sort of a, a, at the higher level. Uh, I have a group coaching program, an online course, uh, offer sales training for for in, for teams, for com- uh, corporations, uh, a, as well as some general consulting packages. So really, the best way is just to have a conversation. Uh, and you can do that by booking a free call at ReachAnthony.com. Okay.
1: But you, anyone can book a free call that initial one and say the where do they go again uh,
3: @reachanthony.com
1: reachanthony.com okay before we let you go anthony if there's one thing that you would like listeners to take away from this conversation um, what would that be
3: take advantage of the good old days of linkedin really and and start posting your con- uh, start posting your own original content uh, don't get discouraged when you first start posting and you and you hear crickets because that's normal, that's going to happen. The key to long term success on LinkedIn is being authentic, being relatable and being consistent. Uh, I've worked with so many people who, who posted two or three times. They got frustrated. Uh, they, they got their feelings hurt because there wasn't a ton of engagement and, and they gave up. And, and that's the mistake that they make. Don't give up. Be consistent. And over the long term, if you're doing this right and you're adding value to your uh, to your to your network, you will be building a powerful personal brand.
1: Mm, this has been awesome. Okay, thanks, Anthony. Uh, Anthony Jones Consulting, it's been super fun to have you on. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk soon. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys.
0: Thank you for listening to the Money Insights Podcast. To learn more about the financial and business strategies discussed in this show, please visit moneyinsights.net. The views and opinions expressed on the Money Insights podcast are not intended to be individual financial, tax, or legal advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making financial decisions. And if you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This will help others find the show and learn wealth building strategies for themselves. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.